Happy New Year, guys. Welcome to another episode of Just Real Dads with me, Si. And me, Ryan. And me, Glenn. Me, Stu. Nice. Me, Stu. <laughs> me, Stu. Sounds, sounds like something you'd order in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and head in his hand. <laughs> what? <laughs> what number's going up? He's just going to be edited out. Probably. <laughs> probably going to be edited out. <laughs> How's everyone doing? We're all good. Uh, yeah. Um, not too bad. Busy Christmas. But, you know, here we are. 2022. Yeah. Ooh. New year. New year, I suppose. <laughs> new year, new sponsor. Yeah. Uh, big news. Uh, we are very happy to announce. Let's see if we can get the button right. Very happy to announce that we are now sponsored by Beer Heroes Chester. So, uh, Beer Heroes have come alongside and offered to sponsor us and, and be part of the Just Real Dads uh, journey. Cheers, uh, Beer Heroes. Cheers, yeah, we love them. Um, always a good beer on. Careful. Always a good beer on and almost a good beer on the table. Thanks to Glenn. Uh, so, yeah, Beer Heroes have provided us with some beers tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about them later on. We're also handy. Here it comes, Glenn. You ready? Ready. Little plug for uh, something else. Yes. Come the 14th of May this year at the Carriage Shed in Chester train station, there will be a very nice, we have been to it last year. It was postponed a couple of times, but the Craft Beer Festival. So get your tickets, go along. It's a great fun with your mates. Yeah. £10 a ticket, isn't it? Something you get. Yeah. Uh, Beers are like what you get thirds or halves. Yeah, there's loads of beer on too. Yep. And then uh, and they're cold. Everybody. They're cold beers. They're cold. They're nice, nice beers. Yeah. I think we've gone since it ever started back in yeah, 2017. It's all been good. So it's been good fun. I was everyone's Christmas. I was. Uh, everyone's looking at me right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you go first. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't quite the same because um, Luke. Um, Got the Rona um, day before Christmas Look. Eve. Luke, um, the day before Christmas Eve. So um, he resorted to open his presents in his bedroom via FaceTime. Um, and his dad usually comes around um, in the morning, and he refused to because for that, well, for that reason. But uh, so it wasn't quite the same. Um, but you know, it was all right. It was the best, the best it could be. We had the best of the bad situation. Absolutely. Glenn, how Anyone else? Uh, we did the continental Christmas. We had Christmas Eve dinner. Outside? Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve. Hey? Outside? I thought no, you, no, you we, went to we, France. We're not in Australia. We said continental. You didn't specify I, which I, continental. I meant, no, didn't. what I meant by that reference was in Europe, they would have their main meal on Christmas Eve. Not, not a continental breakfast. Anyway... Not like cheese and ham. No, and I was I was croissants. trying to, I was trying to be sophisticated and use some big words like continental, like cadence. Yeah. So anyway, we had a Chris, we had Christmas dinner. Oh yeah, I forgot that. We had Christmas dinner. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, on New Year's on Christmas yeah. Eve, and then we did presents in the morning because I was working over the whole Christmas period. What was it you do, Glenn? I work for the pleasure of Her Majesty, looking after people who are staying at the pleasure of Her Majesty. That's me. So yeah, I was I was busy working. And where I was was um, pretty calm. There was a, a streaker in one of the, the exercise yards that some oh, other dear. friends had to deal with. So, Did you have to get your truncheon out? No. <laughs> no. What a weird question to ask. It's not called a yeah. truncheon. It's, it's called a stick. Yeah, it's, a, it's a baton, actually. So it was, that was probably the biggest drama of the day that I was aware of. Um, so, yeah, it's all good. Nice. How was the, uh, what was Christmas like for the inmates? For Christmas lunch, yeah, they just had their typical roast dinner served uh, served to them, and yeah, it was they didn't do very much because it was reduced staff just because all the activities that would normally be happening weren't happening. So it was most of the time on the wing, which is normal for our guys anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think I just stood on a Paw Patrol uh, toy. What yeah. is that? Wait, what is that? Oh my god. Something is going mental underneath. Oh, it stopped. I think I kicked the Paw Patrol toy. <laughs> Good How was Christmas with a four year old, Ty? Uh, Christmas with a four year old, yeah. Was uh, just busy, man. Like, we were down south seeing family. So, uh, that was what? 
You, you keep smashing your fingers yeah, on the board. That's all right, I'll get it back to this so I can see your, your voice is going up and down. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was just busy. But uh, Harper had a good time. Got lots of nice presents. They're just very big presents that we need to move into a new house. So it's a good job of moving soon. Um, but it was nice to see family. Um, even though on Christmas Eve, my brother-in-law got COVID. So it kind of scuppered our plans a little bit. But me and mum ended up rallying together and cooking Christmas dinner. So uh, we teamed up. I was in charge of gravy. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, who who did the cooking? Really? Gravy, Brussels, red cabbage. She did the cooking. You made some best of. Well. What did you do with your no, Brussels? No, 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 no. What did you do with Brussels? Brussels. No. She didn't just do the cooking, okay? Sarah, my sister, had bought that this turn. Did you use a trivet? Of course you use a trivet, mate. Yeah? Who doesn't use a trivet? Everyone uses a trivet. Yeah? If you don't use a trivet. We discovered. Actually, no, it's a mirepoire. For those of you that don't know what a mirepoire or a trivet is, is obviously before you cook a roast dinner, you make sure you've got carrots, onions, celery, a lot of garlic, and if you want to be a bit fancy, a little bit of leek as well, and it will make the perfect gravy. Very continental. Very continental, yeah. Bit of Edam. Yeah. He's got Jamie Oliver on us, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah it's nice. But, um, no. If you're listening, Jamie, we like you. Um, yeah. much. Jamie Oliver's listening, can you imagine? He might be. Oh, he's pretty down to it. Jamie, if you're listening, drop us an email. I mean, he's um, got kids. Like True. He is a uh, dad. Four? Is. Five. 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 Yeah. Awesome names as well. Got I know. Awesome names. I know. But um, it was a good Christmas. I was just, uh, I think next year we'll probably do it up here in the new house, which will be fun. How was your Christmas, Ryan? Uh, yeah, it was nice. We had, uh, I say we had the in-laws to visit, but technically they're just my in-laws. And they, uh, So my mother and father-in-law were here for Christmas, uh, which was lovely. So we had a nice full table and lots of good food and just hanging out, keeping it fairly chilled. Uh, lots of good family time, good walks. Um, and I think the two weeks of Christmas kind of inspired my New Year goal. Keep listening. Tell you those later. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a nice Christmas, a nice break, nice. and you know, we've had the Rona, and we're out of it. We have three out, three out of four of us: me, Ryan, and Glenn. Uh, Ryan had it first, and then he he came into my house. It would appear um, I I possibly brought it in. Ryan but... uh, cuddled my daughter whilst watching Land Before Time, which is a great film. Gave her the Rona, and then he sat too close to me. Gave me the Rona, and then I, I don't I think Glenn got it from us. You're no, I, think I got, on I got the Rona from my wife. He got their own like a week and a half later. Yeah, if you, if you have it. Yeah, oh, yeah she really said it twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. She boosted. I can't believe that you're blaming me yeah, for giving Harper for you. That's, that's bang out that. Ryan's On a, a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, wait a minute. Ryan, first of all, Ryan didn't know he had it, but Stu hasn't had she's, it at all. She's done well. Stu, yeah, or, well, some people say um, because I move very slowly, everything goes right past me. <laughs> <laughs> when you say so, some people. That's so, very true. That's you very mean, true. You mean everyone? So, you know, yeah. life lesson from Stu. Move slowly in life. Wizards you by. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, uh, any good presents? Yes. Got a lovely pair of socks. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got a lovely hoodie from my lovely wife. And if I don't mention it, then you're going to try and ridicule me about it. So Yes, I am. Yeah. So I love my wife very much. Um, and she, I told her I wanted a new hoodie. So she said she'd sort that for Christmas, and she bought me a hoodie, and she bought herself a hoodie. And uh, what's it say? What's it say? On mine it says hubby, and on hers it says wifey, and then underneath it has the uh, the date of our wedding. So it's a very lovely, thoughtful, personalised present. It's a nice present. That. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I feel I feel sick. Oh, That's a nice because present. because I'm in love with my wife. That's Jane. a nice present. Yeah, yeah. But, I, get, uh, I get in trouble if I call my wife my wifey. Wifey, yeah, yeah, I'm wifey. But I didn't do it. She did it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you, yeah, so you what, what else? What else did she do? Did she did she get anything wrong on the hoodie? Well, there's a possibility that she woke up in the middle of the night and had to email the company or the lady that she'd ordered them from because she gave them the wrong wrong date for our wedding <laughs> so, so for for all those for all those out there yeah for all those out there who think it's the men who get it wrong yep. my lovely wifey got it wrong so but this she is, sorted it she got it right she did sort it. this is a message for ryan's wife last and time. whenever we uh if we ever say can we go out for a few beers and she says no then play that card yep. yeah keep that one in the bank speaking of a few beers is there any chance that you or anyone at the table a few beers let's get that on record Anyone give you some really good quality marriage advice recently? Uh, yeah, my dad. 
Oh, shut up. <laughs> Although your dad's probably a legend. Uh, I know. Yeah, it was quite nice. So yeah. we were uh, we were at Beer Heroes, weren't we? We were. We were at Beer Heroes. Yep. Yeah, having a nice... Uh, I think I had... I had that. The, no, this is before. I can't remember either. Because we've always had good beer at Beer Heroes. It's hard to remember. Yeah, I wasn't thinking there. too much about it. Just, I am. But uh, because we're moving house, we decided that means and Soph wouldn't do presents together. So we'd obviously give a present from Harper. But uh, I thought she did her degree. She's done like spent, what, five years doing a work big degree. Year. Yeah, she's had a big year. So she's finished her degree now. I handed a dissertation in, but she handed it in the day I got COVID because of <coughs> Ryan. Good one, Ryan. Or possibly Stu. Who brought it in and give it to us and didn't have it himself? I mean, yeah, because he didn't test for like selfless after. Um, but yeah, we had a chat and I knew that you were doing, you were going away with uh, Andrea. So uh, yeah, I thought it'd be nice if we just did a little weekend uh, night away. I suggested it. You did suggest it, yeah. And then we laughed at you in the WhatsApp group because you had your. Uh... It was a great night. <laughs> well, not as just you had the right wife, socks but, uh, <laughs> We had a nice meal out, a nice room. The room was huge, and the bed was massive. But and you had a, a Wagyu burger, didn't you? I had a Wagyu burger, yeah. And I had That's two, probably the I, most expensive burger I've, I've seen. Yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. I'd hope so. But, uh, and we like, whenever we're away with our Harper, we're both like, oh, let's have a bit of bit to drink. Uh, pints. I, I struggle with pints. You've struggled for a little while, haven't you? I have. I think Schooners, it's thing. Schooners needs to be, like, it needs to be a, a British thing now rather than a European Schooner, that's thing. A, that's an Aussie thing, mate. Yeah, no, it's just two-thirds, isn't it? Like, everywhere yeah. should do two-thirds. A pint is a lot of liquid, like. We're, we're getting there. We're catching on. Two-thirds of a pint is enough. I feel like half, to go into a pub and ask for half is a bit like, it's still a little bit. That's, that's called a midi. A what? A midi. A midi. Yeah. Well. Oh, that's nice. I thought over the continent it's a dummy. So well, you just well, I'm not that cultured. I can just talk about Australian beer. We know you're not cultured. You're Australian schooner. Yeah, that's what every, everything should be. Two thirds. Mm. It's just enough. But I think I think you know. I think as a nation we've always had pints because the beer has not been it's not been that strong as it really. No. Carlin. Castle mine four eggs. Don't know what the accent that was. Um, <laughs> Hit the door. Hey. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and I, obviously there's there's a, a, a big sort of um, uplifting craft beer now. So, and and it's a lot stronger. So I think it's more acceptable to ask for for two thirds. Yeah. As opposed to a pint, because you savor the moment, you enjoy it, drink slowly, drink sensibly, everybody. Uh, so, that's Christmas done. I hope we all had a good one. Uh, what we wanted to talk about was uh, bedtime routines. Because obviously, we've got a, a bit of a spread from uh, Harbour at four through to Luke at 19. Is that right? Yes, but there's Emma as well. Yeah, yeah the spread. Same from bottom to top. Oh, sorry, the Luke spread. Luke yeah, yeah, yeah. um, being the oldest. It's always nice to feel listened to. Mm. Sorry. I went with the youngest and the oldest. So we all have very different bedtime routines. Uh, Stu, starting up there with, with mean, Luke at 19, is there a routine? Well, Luke is an adult now. He is. So, I mean, I, it's a bit ridiculous me kind of commenting on that because he's an adult, so he's going to do his own thing. Um, so do you still say goodnight to him though, right? No. No? No. Oh. So what do you do? Just stay in his room and then that'll be it for the night? Yeah, well, he'll just say, well, he'll just say he's going to bed and that's it. It's, it's like, yeah, when they get to that age, there's nothing. Good night, Luke. So, you know. Just to make you feel, you know, special. Just in case no one said it in a while. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Sleep well, buddy. Although it was, the other night, um, admittedly, it was like an episode of the Waltons because everybody was shouting good night. You know, uh, uh, look that up on YouTube. Uh, slightly dated reference. Yes, but well, we all get it. Well, Simon might not. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So, it's yeah. it just sort of happens. It's not. It really just happens because um, you know he's nineteen. He's he's an adult now. He's yeah. Um, what time does uh, what time does Emma go to bed? Then let's drop down. Emma. Well, we we try and get uh, encourage Emma on the school nights to go to bed for nine. Yeah. 
Um, because if she goes to bed too late, she obviously tends to be quite tired in the morning and, um, you know, struggles to get up for school. Um, but yeah, but yeah, she's, she's kind of just getting in. I said, get, she's got into a routine now of, of going to bed at nine. Um, uh, yeah, stories of the thing of the past. Cause she tends to go to bed and sort of, she'll either read or YouTube, uh, not YouTube, sorry, Netflix or, or both. Um, she got a TV in the bedroom. Yes. Yes. I know that can be controversial for some. Well, no, we'll, just, we'll go into this at some point. Sure. But, um, yeah, uh, both. Uh, well, uh, Luke had one at an early age as well. It just, I just think it's kind of, kind of a pacifier, really. Uh, and you know, I know some people don't agree with that kind of thing. But when she was younger, we did used to. I well, both Joe and I did used to um, read stories to her. Um, but again, you know, I think it's important to say that as your children get older. Um, you know, things change. They, they they get older. They get more mature, and you know, and in some respects, they can kind of start distancing themselves from you. So, it's important just to kind of subtle, be subtle, and get involved, um, subtly get involved in, in what they're doing. Whether that be kind of watching the the odd YouTube video with them, or or something on TV, um, just just try and sort of. Uh, engage because um because if you don't do that it can get a whole lot more difficult as they get older and get into adulthood and how do you do that with emma how do i do it yeah what's what have you watched recently with emma well you know we'll, we'll sit and watch like she she likes netflix so you know we'll, we'll sit and watch i mean she likes coming of age films programs so I'll gladly sit and watch um, some of that with her. Um, and sometimes I get quite involved. Um, and, you know, it's something to talk about as well. Um, you know, instead of just sort of oh, letting the children watch what they want to watch and then you go into another room and do your thing, you know, just, just try and spend a bit of time because um, it's it's called engaging, guys and girls. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and it just it becomes a whole lot easier as they get older. They you know um, they won't want to distance themselves too much from you because I've I've um, come across people that that have experienced that and um, and they don't know what's they don't really know what's going on with their um, their child um, when when they're away from them. So, so it's good to keep some form of relationship. Um, does that make sense? Everybody? It does, yeah. yeah. Or have I waffled? No, not at all. Not at all. I think you made some really good points. Uh, what about bedtime in the, in Glen's house? Not what? in the big house, but in Glen's house. Are you making a reference to my height, Ryan? No, I was, the big house, it's prison. I was making a reference to uh, you. I, I, I mean, no reference. I mean, I can't believe you would stoop <laughs> to such a low level. Wait, you're already right. at a low level. Yeah, see, there you oh. go. I know what you like. Um, yeah, um, I think, yeah, kids, yeah, kids are both older. Um, bedtimes are late, uh, later. Today was actually, um, just to reference Scott. Yep. Scott had his but first, his first driving lesson Because apparently today. we're all doing it. No, I'm not. That's fine. Scott had his first driving lesson today. So that's sort of the age of 17. So. I don't go. He went well. I mean, he didn't get out of first gear, but he went well. It was his very first lesson ever yeah, to drive, so that's fine. Have you um, took him out yet? No. We yeah. weren't. We, I would like so, him to know what he's doing first yeah, before I did it. No. Anyway, um, so, yeah, bedtime routine. I think we need to edit that bit. Sorry, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not Gussy beer, guys. <clears throat> yeah, our bedtime routine uh, for the kids, well, they generally put themselves to bed. Um, or we turf them, we, we tell them when they should be going to bed, otherwise they stay up all night. Um, but no, we we did the whole bedtime routine, you know, um, reading stories and, and all that, but as they get older, that sort of just stops. But I think one of the things that we've done, oh, have you, anyone seen the new um, Book of Bubba Fett on Disney? Oh, I've, been, I've been watching that yet. with Callum. I haven't watched it yet. That's no, first, no okay, well, no people spoilers. are going to wonder who he is. Who? Bubba Fett. No. Callum. Callum. 
just do first names. <laughs> I think that's the first time you've messed up, mate. Ah, uh, that's okay. So, um, start getting all of it out. Okay. So one of the things we've been doing with Scott is uh, we started watching the Book of Boba Fett on Disney. Such and a professional. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Let me just say the opening scene. I was I was clapping like you're in the cinema. I was so good. I won't say any more. But it's sort of like you were so good. It, it was, was so good. Right. The, the scene that it was just. I loved it. It was so good. Um, now this is Star Wars. This is Star it? Wars. Yeah, yeah I'm Star not, Wars. I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars. But it's like it's things that you know he he's like it's Wednesday. Let's go and watch that. And so we've been doing that. So that's been cool. <laughs> Did you do that with Hawkeye as well? No, they just went off and watched out. Anyway. Um, Ellen, things that she like, she loves Marvel, so we'd go see the Marvel films with her. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of the last Spider-Man film. Oh, they, yeah, no they, spoilers. No, 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 I've not seen it yet. I'm just saying, I wasn't. They Con- loved controversial, it. Controversial. I've heard they, it's very they, controversial. They, they loved it. I'm like, it was like, you know, but that was just me. Um, but one of the things that were interesting that we, I don't know if you, any of you have seen the series of Innocent on ITV, I think. And Beth really got engaged with that. So it was Beth. More... <laughs> That's two for two. Two for two. You, I'm not doing it. You messed, you messed it, it up. Done it twice. Okay. So and one of the things with Ellen we've also been doing <laughs> is um, she's gotten into that TV show, uh, Innocent. It's like um, someone's convicted a crime and then it's working out how to find them, plays out how they're innocent. And she really got engaged in that. So we haven't so much had that bedtime story, but it's more like engaging with them and then talking about what they've been watching afterwards and stuff. So it's a very different sort of yeah. stage of life that our kids are at. Uh, do you also have TVs in the bedroom? No. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, Stu. I'm just not getting opinions. I don't care. Um, no, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, we don't have we, – they, they have computers and stuff downstairs, so there's no need for to, to have TVs up there. So, I mean, we have – There's I guess there's, there's a space for them to, to hang out downstairs that – they can do that, so that's fine. Phones upstairs or not? Try not to, but that sort of, with the whole lockdown and everything, it sort of went by the by, but we're trying to re-engage a bit more of that, but it's it's a it's an ongoing conversation, shall we say. Uh, so, bedtime routine in my house. Um, so I've got a six-year-old and a 12-year-old. I'm going to do it. My six-year-old called Jonah. Done it. Boom. And uh, my 12-year-old. Is called Sammy. Yeah, yeah. They're out there now. Just Glenn. Oh, no, now, now you make. Yeah, but like, I've done it now, so just, I won't do it by effort. accident. That's yeah. the point. It's less less ed- editing to me, to be honest. So, all right, it's easier. I might change for the next one. Well, not only that, we're getting more confident now. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not sure we, we'd all say we're getting more confident. We're not getting more professional. Look, we're not getting certainly. more slick. I think we're getting less professional. professional. So confident. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Sammy is uh, is twelve. And uh, bedtime for her is probably sort of half eight, nine o'clock. Um, by that point, her little brother's gone to bed, so she gets a bit of time to hang out with uh, myself or her mum, or both myself and her mum. But she'll head off to bed. And it's usually, I mean, we, we went through a phase of her reading for a bit before she put the light out. But I think that sort of dropped off again with lockdown and stuff, that kind of dropped off. Uh, whereas Jonah has always, I mean, they both always enjoyed a story at bedtime uh, right the way through. But Jonah, Jonah gets a story every night. And at the minute, we are laughing our way through uh, the Mr. Gum books by Andy Stanton, which I highly recommend. It's a brilliant alternative to David Walliams. Not that there's anything wrong with David Walliams, but it's just a, another um, and a lovely follow on. He's done some of the Roald Dahl ones. We've done some of the Roald Dahl ones together. He thoroughly, he thought uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is brilliant, but he he laughed his little head off at George's Marvelous Medicine. So uh, Andy Stanton's is a nice a nice step up because Mr. Gum is very, very funny, but he loves a bedtime story and looks forward to it. Um, but they've always, they always have. They've always enjoyed it. They've always enjoyed it. Bedtime's, you know, as chaotic as it is with a six-year-old boy. Um, Getting them into bed is a good start. Yeah. So how do you engage with your eldest? <clears throat> um, I think I'm I'm really I'm blessed with what I do. Uh, being an English teacher, I I have a lot of access to the books and things that I think she'll enjoy reading. Okay. Um, so I quite often recommend. Is she an avid reader anyway? She yeah, she's always been a big reader. Um, she's always enjoyed reading and just kind of that's I'm really glad that's held on 
And I know a lot of people will say that, you know, she was always up against it with having an English teacher for a dad. But it's not just myself. My wife has very much kind of instilled that. Um, and Sammy, Sammy herself will tell you that she enjoys reading because it's good for her mental health. Mm. Uh, she says, you know, that no matter what kind of day she's had, she can take her head off to somewhere else if she reads. Um, which is a massive, massive thing with reading. You know, I'm, like I say, I'm a, an avid reader as well. I don't read enough, but I want to. Um, but that's that's one way I engage. Or like I say, she gets some time with uh, myself and Andrea before she goes to bed. So we'll we'll watch a TV program or we'll kind of hang out or do whatever um, just to spend some time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's something I can't do. I can't read a book and like of course escape is a minute it's like yeah, yeah. where day's been like i can't do that with a book i can't read a book and be like oh yeah i mean like so if you'll read harry potter from front to cover she could do it in a few days whereas i could literally like i physically couldn't read a fiction book and be like that engrossed in it that is a form of escapism for me and escapism is a huge part of it yeah, yeah. that ability to to not be here not be in whatever your mindset is or yeah you know, going through whatever is is going through, and having an escape is is really, really key when it comes to reading. Mm. Um, Andrea's not an avid reader. She'll she'll tell you that that she doesn't. She's not. She's an avid reader. She's just not a fast reader. She'll take a long time to read a book. Yeah, it'll take me a while. Uh, she's just she's just finished uh, Matt Haig's Midnight Library, which she thought was brilliant. But at the same time, I've tried to read Matt Haig and I. Just didn't like it. Just couldn't get into it. Didn't like his style of writing. But I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to just try and stick at it and find something that, that you enjoy reading. As an English teacher, have you any advice as to how to keep your attention span when reading and kind of lose yourself or being able to lose yourself? That is a that's a brilliant question. He does that, doesn't he? Every now and again, yeah, he pulls out these little gems. Yeah. Um, so, do I have any advice? Correct me if I'm wrong. Do I have any advice for staying engaged in it mm. in when you read it? Well, as an adult, and then how how would as you an say, adult or get no, your child? I'd say as an adult, and then how do you keep your kids interested in it yeah, as yeah, they're yeah. growing up? Yeah. Okay, it's a two part uh, question. Two part question. Now, thanks, Sai. Sorry. So, don't you add a bit? Third part question. <laughs> so, the first part. How do you how do you stay engaged? I think I think part of the problem is that. You feel as a parent, especially, that you you have to read or you have to put pressure on yourself. Mm. And actually, that's not true. Not at all. Um, I think, you know, we if we're going to be just real about it, boom, did it. I like it. Um, if we're real with our kids and we tell them what we struggle with, and, you know, like, when I do struggle to get my head around an author's way of writing or whatever, I'll just talk about it. And I'll, I'll tell Sammy, I, I didn't enjoy this. So I've started reading something else. And just being honest with, you know, whoever is in your house and with yourself. But starting small as well. You know, don't sit down with a 600-page novel and expect to finish it by mm. next week. Page at a time. No one's going to put pressure on you at all. So you might as well enjoy it, mm. you know. Um, in terms then of kind of keeping your kids engaged, um, especially as, as they get older and, you know, we've heard about a number of teenagers. Um, I think with them, part of holding on to that engagement is them seeing you read. So even if it's not a novel and it's something non-fiction, if it's an article that you find online or if it's, you know, if you do buy a newspaper or a magazine and there's something in it that you think, oh, actually, this person, I like that, then then have a read and but, share that with them. But... A lot of th- a lot of things nowadays are, are like electronic. Yeah, so yeah. Like if Harper, yeah. like Harper, Harper has two Bibles, and like she'll be like one night she's like oh, I can read the Bible. I'll be like it's a very long book, Harper. Like this will take quite a while. But luckily the kids' Bibles are a bit smaller. Yeah. But my Bible is on my phone, so I might be reading my Bible on my phone, but she just thinks I'm on my phone. Yeah. Or I might be reading something on my phone, like an article, but she, again she thinks I'm just watching yeah. or looking at whatever on my phone. So it's. But I think that then is it's not about reading, that's about communicating. That's about saying yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm reading this. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about uh are we are we going middle names, Ellen? Or are you just gonna call her Beth and be done with it? So you talked about Beth being a Marvel fan. Yeah. And you know, if you 
if you're online and you come across a fan theory on something, or you know, if you're if you're following something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and you come across something, just a little article, and you think, "Oh, Beth, I really like this," yeah, then I guess <clears throat> mobile technology now means you can do one of two things: just you can hold her, on yeah. that and show her later, yeah. or you can just ping that to her and say, "Read this and thought of you." Yeah, I've I've done that with with uh, Callum because um, he's doing uh, politics at A level, and he sometimes has a very forthright black and white view way of putting his views across, um, and which isn't always so helpful when you're trying to engage in a dis- in those sorts of discussions. So there's a guy in Australia called Man Isles, and he's in the political uh, uh, sphere uh, out there, and he has a very good calm and wise way of putting points across you know based in truth and stuff so i was like i got him into watching and listening to him okay and it's how he does stuff because you know it's you wanting to have positive influence and stuff so when you know i enjoy listening to him he's got a lot of good stuff to say so just uh sending him or just engaging in him and pointing him that direction um has been a good thing cool um and the, you know the same thing applies you know if you're um, if you find something that you think Emma would like, I think technology. I think a lot of people feel like, and you, you know, you, that's what you're talking about. So I think that I think a lot of people feel like technology kind of damages reading, uh, but I think if it's used right, there's no reason why it should. No. Um, you know, there are, there are thousands and thousands of uh, opportunities to read full stop. You know, if you want to get Kindle books or you know any of the other digital platforms to read on, there's there's loads, but like you say, everything's digital content and everything is shareable. So mm. it's, it's that easy. And we do it, you know, we do it between ourselves as adults. Uh, and, you know, we do it for the podcast and whatever. So why not be doing that with our kids? Why not, you know, come across something and think, oh, actually, you know, I, and it's something I don't necessarily do myself, but maybe it's something I need to look out for. Oh, Sammy, I'll really enjoy that and ping it to her. Yeah. It's quite strange because when we have parents even, Emma, um, Emma's English teacher just... I mean, she praises her really highly. Um, but before she kind of, before we had mobile phones, when, when, basically when she was younger, um, mobile phones and um, streaming service and all that kind of stuff, she did read quite a lot. Um, so, I mean, admittedly, she doesn't do it as much now, but she's kind of, I don't know, maintained some of it, I guess. But... Um, yeah, I think the, the, in order for her to read uh, now, she'll she'll probably kind of get the um, if she's watched the film on Netflix, she'll get the uh, the book adaptation from it. Okay, which is obviously the original. Again, um, I think I think a big thing with that is is your recommendation. Particularly, yeah. there's loads of research suggests, especially that if dad recommends a read, that the kid will read. <clears throat> Oh, right, okay. Um, it's, I guess it's just that kind of thing where quite often reading might be seen as a, as a more mum thing to do. But if dad recommends it, then it makes a big impact. And I think that probably hasn't worked in Sammy's favour because I've over recommended them probably. Yeah. To kind of compensate for that. What I would suggest, so if Emma's getting the books of whatever she's seen on Netflix or whatever, uh, what I'd suggest is doing, and I, I show my classes this, do the Amazon trick where you go on onto Amazon and you put in to books, whatever it is she's watched. And then somewhere along the bottom, it'll say other customers bought or other people looked oh, at okay, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, recommend those to her Yeah. or, or get, grab her a copy. You know, if you, if you see some coming of age novel on there and you think, Oh, well, there's a charity shop by us. I'll grab it and, and offer her that. And actually that'll make, that'll make that, that impact a bigger impact than you can imagine actually. Um, but as well, especially um, as she gets closer to GCSE, have her read in a range of stuff. So read her, you know, find her, you know, real life stories about people who are coming of age. You know, those those celebrities who are going through some of the stuff that she sees in her books or or on her films or whatever, because it's those things that will set her apart at GCSE. Yeah. Well, again, um, I suppose one of the first, since she's been kind of following YouTube followers and all that kind of stuff, one of the first books she got was um, was based on this YouTube family who, um, uh, in America. 
it's a Christian family. Um, and she, uh, they brought a book out, an autobiography, and um, yeah, she she wanted it. Cool. We got it. And, and I wouldn't say she's read it all, but she got got completely involved in it. And yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's about like different, giving them different genres yeah. and different, uh, different styles of writing. Because that's what we're doing in school now. We're doing reading cans. So every twice a week in form time, They'll have so we're doing I'm Malala and they're understanding they've done a Malala in RE yeah. but now they're reading it from her perspective and from an autobiography perspective of what her life was like in with the Taliban and everything and then they've probably never I reckon some of them in my form have never read an autobiography yeah. before and kind of like empathised with a character understood what their history like her upbringing was like what it was like living there to what she's like now like she's married from Birmingham lives in Birmingham I think now but um yeah. I think it's just good for them to have a range of it. I think that's what uh, we're doing really well at school at the minute. And I think they just need to, because I get stuck into a rut of just reading the same thing. Like I'll only read theology books or, I don't know, books to help me become a better teacher or books that in, like interest me. Whereas I don't read much else apart from autobiography books I'd read. But apart from that, there's not much else I'd read. I think as, as technology's moved on and, you know, people's habits have changed. I mean, there is a, there's room for everything, you know. I mean, yeah, just just kind of connect, yeah. connect them together. I think it's important as well that rather than force a kid to read, you suggest reading. Yeah. Because I think that that's always going to, you know, um, one of the one of the key things is building that relationship with you. And that's you know, it doesn't matter what what books they've got. They want a parent who's supportive. Yeah. So support reading and suggest reading rather than necessarily forcing them you know that's that's key leave forcing them to school we make yeah. them read they've got no choice in school i know but again if you if you're the type of parent that that's not so keen on reading you know just engage in another way yeah you know there's no you know no right or wrong well we're saying like technology like technology is amazing yeah. and like Alexa, fair enough. Some people might think it's a bit of a cop out saying Alexa play a bedtime story, but some people will be single parents out there and they just they've been working a nine to five job. They've just fed their kid, they've just bathed their kid, and they're just shattered. And so for some people, saying to Alexa put a bedtime story on might be the least they're still having a story. It's just uh, it's just a different way. Yeah. But um, I mean, another thing we do is when we walk the dog, we uh, we split headphones. So we've got... Um, what, me and you? Not you, no. Yeah. <laughs> when well, um, we walk the dog, we walk the dog every night together. We, yeah. I thought you meant me and you, mate. I was, yeah. I was Sorry, feeling left out. Uh, me and Emma, my daughter. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, we um, we kind of um, share the headphones. Uh, uh, excuse e- me. E- no, no, no. Earpods. Yeah, and what do you listen to the most? Or what artist do you listen to the most? Olivia Rodrigo. There you go. He's a big but, fan, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. But it's, it's another way <laughs> of engaging, yeah, isn't totally, it? Yeah, totally, yeah. Or it yeah, connect, that's, that's it connects you to your kid. Yeah. Uh, try an audiobook, Stu. Audiobooks, yeah. Yeah. They're all right. I know. They're okay. Um, yeah. The last few nights, Harper's like just been too tired because of the nursery, I think, going back to nursery after Christmas. We're like, we're going upstairs to bed and like, it's been about what, quarter past seven-ish. She's getting into bed and I'm like, do you want a story? She's like, no, no. Just talk to Jesus. I'm like, oh, is that it? You don't want a story. And it's weird. I don't like her saying she doesn't want a story. It's kind of like, it's not just ingrained into their routine, it's ingrained yeah. into my routine. Yeah. So for her to say, no, I don't want a bedtime story, no. Yeah, you can't force like, oh, it. She man. might just be tired. She's shattered. You know? She's done yeah. in this week. I, I mean, would you want somebody to read you a story? If you Probably, shattered? yeah. It'd probably send me asleep. I still put the TV on to go to sleep to. So you've got a TV upstairs? Yeah, I do, yeah, in, the, oh. in my bedroom. You've got in a TV bedroom. upstairs? What about right. Sophie? Does she have a TV in her bedroom? <laughs> no, Sophie <laughs> doesn't have a TV in her bedroom, no. Um, but Julie Donaldson. As a favourite. Julie Donaldson's a big favourite. Always been a big favourite in our house. My I think favorite, yeah. Superworm, she was upstairs with Sophie singing uh, uh, I Am Strong, what is it? I'm Long, Hip Hip Hooray 4. Superworm. Superworm. You're just remixing it, are you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But they were all on TV over Christmas, yeah. so uh, if you didn't watch them, yeah, BBC One had Maybe them the like, iPlayer. iPlayer. Uh, Superworm, Zog, Gruffalo. Stickman. Stickman, yeah. So, uh, and if you've got Prime, they're all on Prime as well. Yeah. But yeah, Donaldson's, she's nailed it. I mean, she's, she's raking it. You see, when I used to work at the nursery, um, the, you know, I used to read to the kids, they'd always choose 
a Julie Julie Darcy Darcy book. Yeah, and I used to love reading them. But do you think that's because they've watched it as well? No, I don't think so. Not necessarily. No, No. yeah, I mean because um, it's just uh, it's just well written, and um, yeah, just I think it's her books are kind of um, written in such a way um, children are engage easily with them. Yeah, but I think as well, it's not just and, the kids it's, that engage. It's rhyme. I think well, rhyme. well, the rhyme's massively important. But I think I think the adults engage. Yeah, totally. I think you know when you look at some of her, maybe not her less famous ones, but oh, like Smeds and the Smooths. Yeah, well, Smeds no. and the Smooths has got um, that's a great book. That has got a good message to yeah, it as well. Yeah. A great message. Squash and a squeeze. Yeah, Squash and classic a squeeze. story, yeah. classic message. Now, what about um, Charlie Cook's favorite book? That is probably one of the least favorite ones. Why do you like? Why do you dislike Charlie Cook? I don't like dislike Charlie Cook, but uh, that was all, it was always a bit of a, more of a struggle with that one. That's always gone down well. I've actually. never read Has that really? one. Haven't you? You don't Charlie no. Cook? No. See, I think, and I, I often get asked in school, uh, "Sir, what's your favourite book?" And yeah, I'm not sure that anyone should be allowed to ask an English teacher that. It seems unfair. But my usual answer is the Gruffalo, because I think that mouse is a genius. Yeah, very you know, clever mouse. That mouse is just far too clever. And pretty ballsy as well. Yeah, yeah. To walk through a forest and make up a creature, and then you know, never rains but pours. All of a sudden, he's going to get eaten by that fictional creature. Yeah. But then he turns around again. Genius. Did I give you the DVD with the stage play on it? The Gruffalo. Yeah, it was Gruffalo great. on stage is brilliant. It was really good, mate. To be all in all honesty, I don't have anything in no, the house. No, you don't know what DVD, DVD is, player. Wow. Someone gave me a CD from church once, and I was like, I can't play that on anything. Yeah. Like the car is hasn't got a CD player in. No. Like the only thing I could probably put in is the PS4. But Gruffalo on stage. In fact, Donaldson on stage. We've seen uh, we've seen the Gruffalo on stage. We've seen Room on the Broom. Well, I think Soby's going to book us. Uh, is it Zog? No, it's not Zog. There's one at uh, what's the theatre in Wrexham? Theatre Cluid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Mold. Mold. Yeah, it's that one. one yeah, it's that one. It's the Mold one. There's a. Oh, who is it? Is it Zog or something? Or Witch on a Broom. There's one there that Sophie wants to book in. Not Witch on a Broom. Room on a Broom. Room on a Broom. You see, we, I took Sammy to. Was it Sammy or Jonah? It feels like it was forever ago, but I think it was probably Jonah. We went to see um, Tiddler, which is another classic. Uh, we went to see Tiddler on stage, but they'd mixed it with three other, two or three other stories, including, I know one of your favourites, Monkey Puzzle, Monkey Puzzle, was on stage, but they'd done it with hand puppets. and But they weren't. Like legitimate hand puppets, they were like pieces of string and you know bags and all sorts of random household objects, and it was phenomenal. That's good. Yeah, so go and see Donaldson if you can. Yeah, you yeah. see when when um, not Donaldson, but when Luke was younger, um, we went to see George's Marvelous Medicine on stage I'd again, again. Brilliant. You you, you kind of wonder how they're going to do it, how they can do it, but it works. Yeah, yeah. I think if you can. And you know, I know we were talking more about reading, but if you can take your kids to the theatre to see anything, then it's it's very much worth it. Uh, even if it's, I say, even if I think every kid should go and see a pantomime. I think pantomimes are far too important to miss. Uh, no, I hate pantomimes. Uh, I what love pantomimes? No, oh no, you don't. Oh, oh yes, I do. Oh no, you. Do. <laughs> we'll stop. Um, I don't. I think the just the experience of being in a theatre is yeah, is phenomenal. It's, it's great. Um, Glenn is still here, by the way. Glenn, yeah. yeah, Glenn's. It's because we were, we were talking about culture and Glenn's Australian. Culture. So he got lost. I was like, yeah, I might fall asleep in the corner, yeah. Glenn, what's, what's the last thing you uh, What's the last thing you read? Have you read anything since we talked about, we were going to talk about reading tonight? No. See, I think I recommended um, I, a book I, to you. I read, I read, I'll read articles and stuff, but I'm not big into You're just not a reader? Yeah, I'm not much of a reader. I think I, I said I was going to lend you uh, Lee Child's Killing Floor. The first of the Jack Reacher series. I don't think I did. No, you didn't. I will do. Okay. I, I got into Reacher and enjoyed it. But then I've tried to read more of a range recently. Um, Let's talk about beer. Because we haven't done that a lot. We have haven't. We? Stu. Beer number one was the uh, Arbor Simcoe. A delicious, I, I, I'm putting words in your mouth, a gluten-free single hop pale ale. Uh, big old tin. All of these, uh, we'll post a photograph on our Instagram of the beers we had. Uh, what did you think of the Simcoe? Courtesy of... Um, Courtesy of Beer Heroes. Beer Heroes. Um, 
I thought because it's gluten free as well, yeah. 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 Did that make a difference? No. Um, I thought it was. Um, yeah, it didn't um, compromise on taste at all. It was still quite hoppy. It was. Uh, it's a hoppy beer, by the way. Um, and yeah, it was. Uh, it was. You nice. enjoy that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Would you have a? I'd you have give a pint it. If you're right? Out of out of the four we tried, I'd rate it my second. Ooh, picture. Favorite. It's good for a gluten-free beer. Yeah, it was good. I've I can't say the, I've uh, had a lot of gluten-free beer. I mean, I've, I don't think I've had a lot of gluten-free beer. I've had a Vagabond by Brewdog. That's a gluten-free beer, but it's, uh, yeah. It's no, you wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't I, know. You wouldn't have noticed, no. No. Uh, beer number two was Deus Into the Haze, a 6.2 IPA. So I was just opening something else to wash that, wash the other beers out. Uh, what do you think of the Dea Sai? Oh, delicious. I'm a very, you know, I'm quite a fan of Dea. Yep. So, uh, nice yeah, it was nice. Nice and fruity, nice and citrusy hops. Is that number one for you? Uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's my favourite. Right. Number I'm, one for me too. I'm disagreeing. Oh, yeah. But right. there's a big reason. Right. That comes when we tell you what your number four was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> number three then was the uh, Grand Crew, a Flanders Red from Rodenbach. Little Belgian acquired taste. I like Belgian beer as a rule, but it's, it's just a little bit on the. I felt it was sharp. Sour, it was a little sour, bit sharp, sharp though, yeah. for me. Really yeah. sharp. I wasn't a fan of yeah. that. An acquired but, taste, but that wasn't your fault. That was a recommendation. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we could say it was Ryan's fault because he chose them. No, I didn't choose that one. That one was chosen for me by a member of beer crew. Very helpful staff, guys. It's just not to our taste. It it's might, not to our yeah, taste. That's yeah, that's it. And then beer number four. From Playbrew Company in Middlesbrough. This was number one for me. This was nice. At 6.1% was A, hold on tight. Ready. Gingerbread and rainbow chalk, frosted sugar, vanilla stout. Yes, it was good. That's exactly what I said. It was nice. I think that's the winner for me. It was nice. No, it, it's because I told you. It was a little bit on the sweet side for yeah. me. Uh, for a stout, because I like to be able to taste the stout. Yeah. And I couldn't taste the stout. There was no stout. Not enough stoutiness. Not too enough much Lots of flavour, but was, not enough. It, yeah, it was too... It's what I liked about it, it was, was actually those individual flavours. But there was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, you could pick good. them out, and I, I'll give it that. Yeah, they I mean, because that's quite a... Yeah. It's a combo and a half. I'm not normally a stout drinker, Same. but I, no, I quite like that. No. But, yeah, uh, I think because I couldn't taste the stout, that's why I... I yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe, yeah. It's probably the sweet tooth that I've got. I couldn't have more than half of that. Yeah, no. I think any more than half. You can't have more than half of anything. We've established that. You go schooner. Or a midi. <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was number one. Strong beers though, yeah. Well done. I, a strong next. Uh, that was a strong selection. Next month, who's in charge? Uh, Stew's on the yeah, choices next Shoe, month. Shoe, yeah, yeah, you're in, you're in charge. Make sure you get a good mix. Yeah. Any, but I mean, there's going to be a Belgium in there. Well, go yeah. Sure. Well, you, you, when you go in now, you can see there's a whole. It's like left the left side when you walk in is all Belgium. Oh, and yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the right side is all your nice craft. Oh, so yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's, nice, German, it's yeah. nice, different. Anyway, it is 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, this year will be better than last year. Which oh, is I don't know. Said. I hope yeah. I hope 2022 is awesome. You know, if if it's anything like 2021. Do you know, I had had a a student this week try to tell me that the years got worse as the number got bigger. Yeah. So uh, I said, well, imagine then how the year one was. But I'm not sure I agree with that. I think 2021 was all right. Uh, 2021 was all right. I think 2020 was... I think 2020 was better than I mean, we've got to be careful what we say because, Because, I mean, there's a... You know, we have to take into account there's a lot of... Illnesses, oh, well. yeah, totally. But yeah. but I think, in the perspective of 2020, you can't like everything was new, you didn't know what was going on. Whereas 2021, it's been around for a while now, and just right, nothing sort was... of got into a rhythm, yeah. Not like it was just, oh man, come on, like let's get a grip with this yeah. virus, like it's doing made in now. Whereas yeah. we said this at the start of 2021, like right, surely 21 was going to be a better year, but I think the summer was better as well, wasn't it? Summer was better, summer, summer was good. Uh, 2020, 2020, 2020 yeah. summer was fantastic. Like lockdown teaching, I was teaching yeah, in the swimming in the paddling pool. How many how many kids did you have in the paddling pool? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big paddling pool. That's a little bit inappropriate. Are you allowed to do that? Oh, no, no. So I someone said that every cloud has a silver lining, but to find the silver lining, there has to be clouds. 
So I think any year is as good as as you find it to be. Yeah, I think you just gotta make you just gotta like remember the good stuff. So are there the any stuff. any goals for yourself this year? For me, yeah, twenty twenty two. Um, yeah, what what I noticed, especially over the Christmas break, um, was that uh, massively surprising. I don't think it takes a lot of scientific research. My kids and I get on better when I'm there and when I give them time. So my goal for 2022 is to, to be more present, to be more there, to give them time, to not be the storming, angry parent, but actually to be constant, as constant as I possibly can. And that's going to make me more tired. That's going to take more energy. But they deserve it. How are you going to do that? As like a teacher who's got a pretty busy job. I think part of it is making sure that I'm there, physically there for meals as much as possible, for bedtime as much as possible. Um, and try not to, because, you know, our job comes home with this. Of course it does. So I think trying not, try not to do any work whilst my kids are up and about and, and not in bed yet. I think that's that's the one. Is this how you're going to separate yourself from children I think as well I think you're right I think that kind of by making that definition at home it probably make things a little easier for me generally because then my hit my mindset will change I hope but you know if we're still recording probably this episode in 2023 then we'll see you know ask me again see how it's gone it's a good goal yeah. mm. Glenn 2022 what's it look like what's What's the big goal? Well, I think you know last when we look back last year, masses of change. Just you know, family, just different different jobs left. You know, jobs we'd had for many years. Um, sort of unsettling, and that that was actually quite good in a lot of ways. But I think as I look forward to this year, I think I've I need to remind myself I think quite often, but I would like to make sure. I like to try to be more content, just in in all areas of life. I think we live in a a world where I mean, there's so much stuff, not just materially, but just um, you know, there's there's always something else that people want or desire, and it's like actually we have so much already. Um, and I just to remind myself just to be content with what I've got, um, and just recognize that you know I am hugely blessed with you know family, um where we live and, you know, we have jobs and, you know, there's, we, yeah, I wouldn't, I won't waffle on more because then I could, but I think it's, it's just, I find that it, to remind myself of those things, it actually brings a lot of peace, you know, because it's just, um, were you wanting? Uh, <laughs> yes, no, can I, I, can I just ask <laughs> why, why do you feel you have to remind yourself of that? Because otherwise I would go off and do crazy things. Like, okay, so um, I really love or mountain don't. biking and it is an expensive sport. I have a great bike and I enjoy going out on it. I now want an e-bike. And you just got one of them, haven't you? Yeah, but I think he wants an e-mountain bike. An e-mountain you... Okay. Oh, that's like cheating though, isn't it? No. Like... I this, this is the no, thing. It's just, just, it's, it's, no, it's not scrambler. cheating. Just buy no, it's a motorbike, it's, like a it's kind of the extreme of the extreme because you can do more. Yeah, you could. I kid you not. Sold. You are more out of breath. I'm more out of breath after going downhill than I'm just slowly winding myself to the top of the hill. You are, That's because you're going down too fast and your lungs are so small that they can't take no, in enough breath. I love, I love going downhill fast. Anyway, the point, the point that we're making is... Um, be content with what I've got. There's always something else that I would, you know, would want or could have. Yeah, um, but it, okay. You so you've you've mentioned about mount, mountain biking, the, you know, a hobby that yep. you like. Does that apply anywhere else? Yeah, I would also say in this in the country that we live, um, Spain. See. <laughs> There's a lot to be thankful for, and you you could always focus on the <laughs> negatives. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, sorry, I'm going in and out. I'm getting too carried away here. It's like being sat next to a bobblehead. <laughs> You're all over the place. Keep There's, still. I'll try and keep still. I got used to it. Yeah. 
there's there's so much to focus on I guess the negative side of life it, whether it's society whether it's government whether it's you know your job um, there's many things that if you focus on the negative aspects of life it can be very disheartening and discouraging but if you have a the mindset of being content not with not ex, not always just accepting all the, the bad stuff that is out there but I guess it's or maybe I should rephrase it just look for the positive things in life that are, that, that are there mm-hmm. um, I suppose it maybe ties in a bit being content um, because where, where I work there's a lot of negative stuff that you could focus on all the time yeah yeah but there are gems as well and there are positive things so it's I guess it's trying to take that positive mindset you know Contentment does come into that, I guess, as well. But yeah, but it's also odd because it's thrown in your face. Negative, you've got negative images all the time, like with media and yeah, and you know various media. Oh, I mean, the news is always negative. Yeah, pretty much because that always sells. So but I think that'll be a lot of people's goals for this year, like especially with COVID. Like it's how can you be content with what you've got? Like the world's been mental for the last two years. So how can we, as families, as individuals, as a community, how can everyone be content with, with uh, well, well, listen, I think it's safe to say that, uh, you know, during this pandemic, people, you know, there's been more of a sort of mental health issue. Um, so, you know, uh, that's something we we probably probably should talk about. We'll touch on that at some point, which is gonna maybe be a, you know. Not too distant future. We're gonna we're gonna cover that. Uh, that's officially a teaser trailer, is it? Yeah, that's not saying anything else. Well, uh, well no, is uh, we are, aren't we? Yeah, we're just we're passionate enough about it that we want to do it. Right. Mountain biking, I think, great for your mental health. Yeah, I can tell you that now. On an electric bike. On, yeah, <laughs> it just means you could do more, uh, e-bike. Means you could do more mountain biking. All right, I'll buy a mo- oh, I'll buy a, a moped. That's a, more, that's a, that's a good selling point. Less what about when you run out of battery as you're going uphill? Do you just like fall down? No, you can still cycle the thing. It just okay. be slower. It's not yours, but with <laughs> chunky wheels. Stu, twenty twenty two. What are your goals? Oh, we've not got round everyone yet. Because no, it's no. me. Glenn went on, didn't he? Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he says he says and says nothing for twenty minutes, and then boom. Uh, so, no, I think um, voice. just going back to what I was saying about engaging engaging with um, with the kids. Um, I think. Um, what are you laughing at? Just to let you forgot who they were there for a second. No. And no, the with the uh, kids. Um, no, I, I think um, I think maybe just uh, just sort of maintain that, but maybe just look at different ways or other ways of doing it. Um, sort of maybe kind of instead of, um, I don't know, just doing indoor stuff. Sort of focus on outdoor. Trying trying sort of do more stuff as a family. Um, yeah. Just, just try and get involved in more outdoorsy stuff, um, with the dog as well, and with the dog because the dog is family also. How good were Buzz and uh, Bailey? Yeah, they were awesome. We went uh, for a nice uh, little walk, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. They were cute together. Oh, we're, uh, sh- we're talking about Stu's goals. Sorry, can't talk about our dogs. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, cool. Yeah. So our dogs are going really well. <laughs> yeah, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, nice, nice little play together. Right, finish us off. Come on, end of the uh, episode. My Tell goals. us about your goals before we uh, say goodbye. It's probably just a B, and I think uh, we've just like we've just missed it the last few years because of Harper. But it's just been more of, like an attentive husband, like with Soph, and just to uh, I think I really enjoyed our little weekend away, like well, uh, not weekend, but a little night away. So it's been about to be like just be a bit romantic in our relationship, and then uh, I said like like well. My, I always try and be the best dad I can be, but then it's like, right, well, that's quite a bold statement. Like, how can you be the best dad you Do can that be? A year, there you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, uh, I think it's trying to work out how do you give Har- how do I give Harper like the attention that she deserves, but not that yeah. she takes all of my attention, and that Sophie still gets it as well, or that uh, my friends still get it as well. Do so you feel you do struggle with keeping a balance? A little bit, probably. Like, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think a balance between Harper and Sophie. I think like I'd always give Harper probably everything, and then because I've given Harper everything, I've got no energy for Sophie. Um, 
like to, to do anything like to book a babysitter and go out for dinner or something like that. So, but I think sometimes I think sometimes we kind of we forget that by being present and kind of more attentive as a dad, that actually that does give our wives kind of that break and gives them a little bit of them time, doesn't it? So I think I think it's it's not about seeing them as two two separate goals. Because I yeah. think actually, no, but I think what what Sai's saying is you, you you kind of, you know, well, I've you, done that. You, you need you need to be a husband as well as a dad. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I think I've done that since the start. So like, that's... well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've been a husband first, but because I've given half of my attention since she was born, like, I don't know. You're afraid. Uh, from what I can gather, sometimes it's like you're afraid of not giving her enough attention. Harper, yeah, yeah. Well, not 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 afraid, but like if she's like, well, oh, I can because, play with me. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'll you, play you, with you. You don't like saying no. Yeah, no. Can I, I ask her a uh, question? Does she have you wrapped around your, her little finger? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a wise thing? No, not at all. I wouldn't say like wrap wrapped. Like you are. There's, no, there's boundaries, <coughs> and like like tonight, like she was screaming her head off, and then uh, we were like, just leave her for twenty, like for ten minutes, because sorry. I've seen you shower and then say, give me a kiss. Can we, if you want to know how wrapped the is, go back and listen to episode one, if you haven't. No, she's uh, not done that in a while. Well, I had a sleepover. No, she's not a sleepover. She's not woke up at half Toasties 12. Oh, Glenn's yes. 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 Remember? sleepover. Glenn doesn't remember because he wasn't on the episode. No, he's... But, uh, oh, but I'm here now. Double book. But, part, um, part-time Glenn. Um, but no. You, 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 are, she's, you are not only wrapped, but then she has glued you in as well. You are stuck. Double wrapped. Maybe a little bit. You, Maybe you need to slightly unwrap that little finger. But then, here's the question: Does no? You don't have to answer this. If, no, you do. If you don't want to, yeah, you do. But does Sophie sometimes feel she's not getting your enough of your attention because a lot of it is focused towards Harper? Sophie, if you're listening, feel free to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, uh, just for your dad. So be nine fifty three dot org. Yeah, uh, I don't or, think so. Because... We are sitting in your dining room, so. Next time we're recording, Bob. Because I think, uh, I think by the time she's asleep, then it's like, well, it's our time then. But with both of us are so tired from work and parenting yeah. that we're like, right, let's just watch TV and mong out. But so you're not, you're not really engaging as a couple much, are you? Probably. Well, this is this is like a, this is this from, from marriage counselling. Isn't it? From what are your goals? This is really turning um, the corner. Hasn't no, no. All honesty, no. I don't think so. I think in the, I think in evenings, it's kind of like, right, let's just chill out most of the time and then that's why we need little our little getaways yeah. or like yeah. little times where it's just us because in all honesty by the time we've been we've, I've taught in school like I'm shattered and then I come home I've got a harper to deal with I've got a cooked dinner like the house is a mess I tidy the house and then by the time I've done that I'm just tired so yeah. I've got no extra energy to be like oh let's sofa let's have a chat or like let's I don't know play Scrabble like no or I'm marking or I'm planning a lesson for the next Scrabble day. Anyway, so. Although playing Scrabble isn't a bad thing. You can play Scrabble. He, he cheats. Other board yeah. games are available. A bit he more cheats. attentive as a dad, a bit more attentive as a husband. Sorry, I was firing him at you there, but I no, think... I know, yeah, sorry, so. I, I think it's relevant. What I will say, though, is that you, you don't need to put pressure on yourself because I think yeah. sometimes, especially when you're trying to balance those two things, the more pressure you put on yourself, the worse you are at both. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're, you're scared of hurting someone and actually, you know, it's... It's the classic at the minute. Harper's going through a phase where she needs more of your time. Yeah. And I hate saying the word phase when it comes to parenting because every phase is followed by another phase. Yeah, yeah. It just changes. Just changes. But but know that that change will come and then you'll have better time to spend and to invest in your marriage. Mm. It's about grabbing the minutes because the hours will come along. Yeah, yeah. That's quite good. That that's was a good gem. That. That's like a that, was. that was a stew gem. That was a stew gem. That was right a stew gem. Rubbing off. Well rubbing done. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Grabbing the minutes because the hour doesn't sound right either. Oops. Well done. Well done. That was good. Uh, but no, good advice, boys. Well done. Yeah, it's a strong episode. Um, um, before we any, before we do finish, if you've got any New Year goals, watch well, about to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought we'd done that. Uh, any, no, we've not if, done that. If you as a us. Oh, the people who are listening. Yeah. Oh, the two people who. If, uh, the, the, <laughs> if you're if you're the two people for Ireland that are listening, <laughs> or or uh, Chris in Thailand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Drop us an email. We'd love to know your kind of uh, parenting goals, or your just your goals for 
2022. Or if you've listened and thought, oh yeah, your goal's dead easy to do, here's some advice. And if anyone's listening in Tibet, drop yeah. us an email. We'd, uh, Just get in touch. Yeah, like we're not perfect, so any advice you can give us, True. yeah, we, we will. Uh, cool. so. so just drop us an email at justrealdads at vn53.org and uh, yeah, we're trying to answer or yeah, we'll take on any advice we can get because we need it, guys, as well. Um, or or mums. Yeah. Um, but that's a wrap, guys. Jeez. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. A song. And uh, we'll see you next time on the next episode of Just Real Dads.